Today, we're going over essential house hunting tips so that you can find your dream home. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Welcome back. These past few weeks, we've been focused on our home buying series. We started off with preparing your finances to handle becoming a homeowner and building your credit. Then we got to exploring the inside scoop on what lenders are looking for to make it easier for you to get a great deal on your mortgage. Now we're talking about the last key step, house hunting. For many, this is both the fun part of the process, but also the most stressful, especially if you are buying in a hot market. One concern families have is making sure they don't get a money pit, but instead find a hidden gem of a place that is perfect for their needs. That's not going to happen by accident. It takes careful planning, which is why I'm happy to have real estate agent and broker Liz Mary Caban from Daymark Realty on. She's sharing her expertise to make the process easier. In this episode, we'll get into how to navigate with your house hunting and find your dream home, how to be prepared to move quickly while still keeping a level head and staying within your budget, and what red flags to watch out for when you're checking out homes. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. For those not familiar, Raleigh is a hot market, and it just seems like it's getting even more competitive. I think it really helps when you're making probably the biggest purchase that most families make, coming in with an understanding of what to expect and also how to plan for this. The first thing I wanted to talk to you about is just, first of all, the mindset in a competitive market. How can buyers, like what should they expect if they hear it's a seller's market or it's a hot market going into buying a house or house hunting? That's a great question. What they can expect for someone who's moving from out of state or just from another you know, town in North Carolina, Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina and it's also where the triangle is. Just to put that into perspective, and it's always voted in the top, I would say the top five of the best places to live in the country. So there's high demand. What that means is you just have to be prepared that when you go, when a home hits the market, when it gets listed for sale, you have to be prepared to basically drop everything and go and see the home. You want to, you can't just say, I'll see it on Sunday. It's on the market today. Let's go ahead and see it today. And you can possibly think about it one day, but you have to really see the house quickly and also be prepared. Somebody else might like the house. If you're going to make an offer on the house, go in with your highest and best. Always. That's just the mentality that you have to have. Low offers, low offers, those are not going to get you. And it's a good idea to meet with an experienced or knowledgeable agent that will let you know, give you tips. Hey, here are the comparables. Here is what I would offer. Do you feel comfortable with this amount or do you want to go higher? And explain the, the ramifications that they do. Yeah. First of all, having someone knowledgeable with the area, even if you're from the area, like when we were buying this house years ago before 
the market really took off. Even then, it was like you mentioned, we worked with Daymark, having those numbers, comparables, making sure like we're going to put in a fair offer, still get a good deal, depending on the, the market. But just that communication with an agent for me gave me some peace of mind. We have an episode before this talking about preparing your numbers, running the numbers. So like you say, you got to go in with your best offer, then you need to know the numbers right away so you can put that in. So that's a fantastic point. And then also with the expectations, I know for us, something that was helpful, and this was a suggestion of our agent, was kind of having a list of our must-haves, the deal breakers in a house versus our want-tos. Have you found that helpful? And what are some things you would suggest they should put in the deal breakers or the must-have columns versus these are nice to have or maybe you can get this down the line? Yes, it's very helpful for a buyer to be prepared with some sort of list. Like just the basics would be how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms. That could be a deal breaker. Some people say I need, you know, one and a half baths, minimum. So the basics around the house, whether they want a one story or two story, whether they want a large yard or not. So, and whether they want a home that they need some TLC, are they handy? Would they like something that needs TLC or do they not want to look at anything that's less than 10 years old? It's older, excuse me, than 10 years. Yeah. So those are very helpful questions and that can kind of hone in on different communities and different areas to look at as well. Other deal breakers can be like, I don't want to be unwell and septic, but mm-hmm. we're not going to look at rural areas because most of them are going to be either on county or mm-hmm. septic. Uh, do you like driving in rural roads, like a one-way road? If you don't, we're not going to look over here. Those could be some type of deal breakers for people. Major roads could be deal mm-hmm. breaker. And it just depends if the buyer has children. If they're looking to be in a particular school area or district, those things could be deal breakers as well. Yeah, absolutely. And those are really good points because there's certain things that you can update or change. We, for our second house, this one is an older house, but it had good bones. So we knew that we didn't have to do anything that was expensive structurally. So that was something that we said, okay, you know, we can save up and, and do small projects. But yeah, if it's something that's structural or, you know, some places have basements and you see something you're not comfortable with, that could definitely change the equation. Being prepared, knowing what you want. And I know part of it is, you don't know what you want until you go there. Like you're thinking, oh, a, a certain street. It doesn't matter to me if it's busy or not. And then you go there and like you mentioned, your parent, you're like, I would not want to be here. Communicating that very clearly with your agent makes a huge difference because it, you don't want to waste either one of your time. You want to look for homes that you can fall in love with that can be your home for your family. But you also brought up a good point about finding that right community. Even here in Raleigh, there are certain neighborhoods that are hot spots, but to live in those neighborhoods, you kind of have to pay a premium. That old saying about location, location, location. Are there ways or tips about finding hidden gems of neighborhoods, especially since you're a local agent with that experience? How can that help someone out who's buying? Well, the tip that I have for a buyer that wants to be at a certain location is have your agents set you up on a search within a certain radius. You want to be in the 27614 zip code, then do a five-mile mm-hmm. radius. 
if after two weeks, you're not yielding results in your price range, have your agent expand it to 10 miles. After two weeks, no results, 15 miles, so forth and so on. You can find some good ge- you know, gems in there. And the other tip that I have is, okay, so let's look even further out, but look at communities that are very close to major highways. For example, like US1. US mm-hmm. So this is 30 miles away, but hey, your commute to work is only 16 minutes. It's the same as this other community here. So that's some of the tips that I give people just to get them to expand outside of that location or just to be more flexible with the location. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've just demonstrated another reason why you want to have someone who's experienced and local because you wouldn't know the commute times based on being near the certain locations and highways unless you're familiar with the area. And that can be a huge saver, especially if you're coming from out of state or out of town and you're not as familiar, you might get the opposite and kind of find a place that on paper looks like it's great, but it's not near any of the major causeways. And so your commute is much more than you expected. Let's talk about the home, like when you're going to the showings, kind of get circling back to someone who's a first time home buyer. Maybe all they've seen is HGTV, the house under show. They're like, oh, I like this. I like that. Honestly, what are some things they need to really pay attention to? I kind of joked before we hit record that I even seen some people when I was going with showings with my mom, they were complaining about the color of the paint. And I was thinking, I'm not that handy, but that is the easiest thing you could change. But are there things that they are kind of red flags of maybe there might be more to this and it might be too much for me to handle? Yes. One of the main tips that I give buyers is I always like to, if they have homes that they want to see, I always like to send the seller disclosures beforehand, let them look at the seller disclosures just to see if there's anything in there that might, you know, pique their interest or maybe they have more questions. But once we get to the property, just looking at the exterior maintenance, just look to see if there's any deferred maintenance. Also walk the surroundings, the border of the home, just to see if there are any foundation issue mm-hmm. so you can see it with your naked eye the cracks in the foundation if there's a cross space you better be opening that cross space door open it check to see if there's a vapor barrier is there a smell do you see insulation falling down mm-hmm. do you see any evidence of pets mice or other wildlife in there just things like that yeah once you're inside the house, then you can look at things like the ceilings, check to see if any leaks in the ceiling, any stains, any smells. You cannot smell anything on, online. You have to physically go in there. Is there a musty smell? Is there a pet odor smell or any other type of smell? And then everything else, like cosmetic stuff, colors of the walls or textures of the walls or countertop material, all of that can be changed further down. Yeah. Like if you love the floor plan of the home, if you love the community, if it's has good bones, you can change that down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I know my cousin was recently, they bought a house in Garner and they kind of saw those red flags you mentioned where they they wanted a base space, basement space because he works from home part-time. He saw some cracks. He asked some questions. Now, Of course, we want to think that the sellers are being on the up and up and hopefully they are and everything is disclosed. 
But I remember house hunting. Sometimes you see these tricks where they put a piece of furniture on a wall and you're like, what's behind there? Or, you know, a picture. But just keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes open to what you see. And it never hurts to ask questions. I'm big a believer of that. I know some people, if it's their first time buying a house, they feel intimidated. But something that helped me was knowing that my agent was very comfortable answering my questions, no matter, maybe I thought they were dumb questions, but she just made it so much easier. There's no silly question. That's the question. This is your first time. And even if it's not your first time, there may be something that came up this time around that you didn't, weren't aware of. So ask the questions. If we know the answer, we'll let you know. If we don't, we'll check back with you, let you know. But please do not be afraid to ask the question. We are not mind readers. We don't know if you have a concern about the window, something trivial. Just let us know. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to answer the questions that I had. That's going to be a big help for a lot of families. They just want to feel comfortable with making this purchase. So if anyone is moving into this area or is already in the area and looking to buy a house, how can they reach out to you and the Daymark team? So you can go to, if you're online, daymarkrealty.com. You can see a list of the team members there. You want to reach out directly to me. You can go also to another website called lizmarysellsc.com and contact me directly. My number and contact information are on both websites. This segment is brought to you by Travel Freely. I know we have some travel hacking families in our community who love using the rewards for family vacations. And there are many who want to join them. However, it can be tough to sort through all the offers. This is where Travel Freely can help. It simplifies your search and makes it easy to find the best offers and deals that fit your family and how they spend. So you are maximizing your rewards. If you want to learn more on how to travel hack your next epic family trip, please go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash travel freely. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I picked up from speaking with Liz Mary and preparing the episode. The first one is take the time, invest, and be prepared, especially if you're buying in a hot market. Being prepared ahead of time puts you at an advantage so that you can act quickly when a home hits the market. This includes knowing your numbers ahead of time, what your budget is and what you're comfortable with creating a list of must-haves and deal-breakers, and making sure that you focus on things that are harder to adjust, like location and layout when you're choosing your home. The second takeaway is be comfortable with asking questions and don't be afraid to get clarification from your agent. They are supposed to be your partner in this house hunting venture, and you want to have someone who is patient and knowledgeable about not just the area, but the whole process. You want to feel comfortable with this purchase. And that ties into the last one. Might take some time, but make sure you find an experienced and knowledgeable agent. They're going to help you with the numbers, knowing what to offer, what's realistic, and also take you through that home buying process. Of course, the foundation even before you buy a home, is making sure that your finances are in a good space. So if you want to get started with setting up your finances, including creating a budget you love, make sure you're a part of our community. 
Besides sharing resources for each episode of the podcast, I also enjoy sharing extra tips and tools to make simplifying your money, home, and life a lot easier. Just sign up for free at simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. We'd love for you to be a part of the community. Special thanks to Liz Mary for being a part of this episode. If you're looking to buy a home in the Triangle area, please check out Daymark Realty. I'll also include a link so you can check them out in the show notes. Next week on the podcast, we've wrapped up our home buying series today, but we're not quite done with real estate. Next time, we're going to be discussing the realities of being a real estate investor. If you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and more. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only listening, but sending in questions and ideas for the podcast and sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.